Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod. The podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... Well, it's almost like we did this yesterday, uh, Zach, but this one, this one theoretically uh, a little bit more relaxed and you didn't just come right off court. So Zach Spida joining me on the Behind the Racket podcast. Um, here we are, Fairfield, uh, day after you've won Tiburon. Um, the emotions of last week, how, how have they kind of hit you and how are you just kind of anticipating and approaching this week? I mean, I do feel pretty good. I feel very confident right now, um, but... You know, it's one of those things with tennis. You play each week, so you can't really celebrate too much. Um, last night, uh, we drove after the match to Fairfield. Yeah. I, I got Chipotle <laughs> for my victory win, and I actually went go-kart racing. So really? I did, I did that. It's by the hotel. No kidding. Yeah, so I went with Ava, my girlfriend. <laughs> but uh, Like like proper go-kart like proper, racing? Proper, yeah. It was fun. Outdoor yeah. track or indoor track? Indoor, indoor. With video games like on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We were like, you did know, you we, let's do something. All right, but did you did you also like do th- games with tickets and get Ava a no. nice gift? I mean, you got to do that. <laughs> I know we didn't do that. <laughs> oh, we also got Cold Stone okay. <laughs> for dessert. All right, all right. I'm gonna allow that. I yeah. think that's a that's a good night. Yeah. Um Let's let's kind of start early with you. Um, where you kind of got started, obviously, I, I think a little people, you know, a lot of people do know that story. But just how you got started in the game, your parents' and involvement in the sport, and and just where that came from. Yeah, uh, my dad played his whole life, and he played in college too, and a few pro tournaments. So he's the one who got me into it at two years old. Um, I was very young; I don't remember too much. <laughs> I think I was still in diapers. But um, I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, early, that's early to be doing potty training, my friend. I know <laughs> you'll you'll figure that out eventually. <laughs> the racket was like dragging. <laughs> I kind of remember that a bit. The racket's dragging. Yeah, but he was the one who got me into it. We started off with like balloons in the living room, just yeah, barely right. tapping stuff like that, and then we went out on the court one day, and um, I really enjoyed it. I guess I don't yeah. know, and it came like my life, like every day. Yeah. What's What's that moment where you just at what thirteen, fourteen, where you're just like oh, this is what I'm going to be doing Yeah, for a um, while. I kind of made that decision around, what was it, 
like 11 years old because I also played baseball my whole life growing okay. up. Yep. I was probably better at baseball. Like really? I probably played that more growing up. And then tennis, like um, just for fun, like yeah. after the baseball games or yeah. something. Um, but yeah, then around it was like 10 or 11 and I chose tennis just because it's an individual sport and I enjoyed it a little bit more, a little faster yeah. pace. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And that's why I was homeschooled my whole life as yeah. well. Um, started training more each day. And that's when we did that little different route where we took four and a half years off, right. almost five years off, with no tournaments and um, just practice every day. We had a college guy live with us, Euros, for about a year and a half, two years, and that definitely helped me a lot. So, yeah, I mean, that a lot of people have kind of talked about that that stepping away from the tournaments. And I'm, I'm wondering, I, I know you've talked about it before, so I apologize, but just what were the ideas behind why you guys did that? And it's, it's one thing when you're in the moment now looking back, mm -hmm. what, what were the advantages now that you are able to see eight, seven, eight years later? No, I think, you know, everyone has their different routes, but I think this route, like, um, we didn't really, first of all, first off, we couldn't really afford traveling around playing ITFs all around the world. Yeah. We didn't have much money to do that. And also we didn't really care so much about the junior rankings or anything. Yeah. And we were like, my dad, especially, he was the one who uh, came up with this idea. And you're like, you know, let's just take um, these four or five years off and just practice and train and until we're 15. Yeah. Start playing, you know, smaller futures and just keep building from there. Yeah. And, um, you know, everyone has their different routes. But I think for me, it helped a lot where I could really improve in practice. And practice is much different than the match play. Yeah. But, I mean, that's why I was practicing at the USD college team every day. We had the college guy live with us and just yeah. do practice matches and have stuff on the line. Like, play for money yeah. or play for, like, <laughs> even, like, buy a little trophy or something. Just so there's yeah. some pressure. Right. But practice is definitely different than, like, the match play. But, I mean, I think for me and my younger brother, too, it, it helped. The I think the, the one thing, Zach, that, that most people kind of think about when you have the homeschooling situation and also without the maybe the traveling of being in tournaments is the social aspect, right, of just mm -hmm. just growing up and being 14, 15 and being in a high school and going on dates and like, <laughs> like right. random. Like how did you incorporate that aspect? So I, I'm sure your parents were thinking about it probably more than you were at the time, but just making sure that you were – still a kid and still like had that opportunity to be 15 years old. Right. I mean, yeah, it was definitely different. And especially at that time when I was 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, like I didn't really think so much about like, Oh, I want to be in school or whatever. Like yeah. tennis was my main yeah. priority. Um, and I still had some friends off the court, obviously that played tennis. And then my, I was, I'm very close with my younger brother, Trevor. Yeah, right. So we spent so much time together. And also when we were younger, um, just to, like, get off the court. Like, I love Disneyland. So, like, I played some junior tournaments at, like, eight, nine years old before we took that time off. Yeah. And, like, if I would win a match or do well, because all the, like, junior tournaments we did were, like, in Anaheim because yeah. we couldn't travel too much. Right. So we would be like, okay, if we win, we could go to Disneyland. Let's try to have that, like, off off court, you know. Yeah. To uh, stay healthy. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Disney's an interesting one. <laughs> what, what favorite ride? Favorite ride, probably Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, and to this yeah, day, I still love it. <laughs> that's absolutely, or or the haunt. Like I still have a like haunted mansion. Still, like oh, yeah, has a, like yeah, a special yeah. part. Like the old school rides, I yeah. think actually have a There's little something bit. special. Yes, yeah. I, I haven't been to the L.A. one, and I think I went when I was like 10, 11. Okay. I haven't been to the. I've been to Orlando like way right. too many times. Unfortunate. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't been to the Orlando one yet. Really? Like when I was little, I don't remember it. Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> what do you do? You know the differences 
Like, I actually have no idea what the differences are between the two locations. The difference? Yeah. I think Disney World has more parks. Like, okay. it's much bigger. Right. Obviously, yeah, I've gotten yeah, yeah, all yeah. that that stuff that goes along. Right. Okay. So you're doing you're doing Disney and trying to find <laughs> when that. I was that, little, yeah. Yeah, trying to find that that balance and just make sure you still have a kid. I know. Obviously, winning Kalamazoo, uh, obviously what that did for you in terms of just putting you on the map, <laughs> and and the college decision. Walk me through that, how you guys, you, your family, how you kind of process that decision of, of going professional instead of going the college route, because that's obviously a, a really right. challenging one. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of started before, I mean, Kalamazoo was the biggest change, but yeah. a little before Kalamazoo, when I was 15, I played this men's open wild card tournament and I won it. So it got me a wild card into a future. Mm-hmm. And so I played like the number one seed. I forgot his name. He was like around 400 or 500. And I won like in straight sets pretty easy. And I'm like, okay, I could hang with guys that are around yeah. four or 500. Um, so that's when I kind of started playing some futures. And then Kalamazoo came around the next year and I didn't even want to play it. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do juniors. I just want to play a future qualifying. Yeah. And just try to, you know, start from there. Um, it came down to the last second, got a wild card into it. I'm like, oh, fine, I'll play. And <laughs> I, I won it somehow. Um, and then I'm like, wow, I'm going to the U.S. Open. Like, yeah, main right. draw, too, not qualifying. And that's when it kind of changed. And I played Lorenzi there. Right. And I got up two sets to love pretty right. quickly. Oh, I remember. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, like I could hang. Yeah. And then my body broke down. Yeah, <laughs> I had like yeah a sure. Full body cramp. but Standard. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like seriously, playing best of five against Paolo Lorenzi is like right. the ultimate endurance test, really, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. For sure. And like at the time, too, 15, 16, I didn't know too much about the gym stuff. I right. didn't have a team, really. I had yeah. my father. Yeah. And we would just be like running, doing something. We used to run uphill in our house in San Diego. Like yeah. that would be my fitness only. Really? Yeah. Um, we didn't do much gym work because we didn't really know, like, you know, we didn't have that, those people yeah. and stuff, you know, the trainers and all the thing. We couldn't afford all of right. that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of when it all happened. And I uh, came down after that, like, do I take the money? Yeah. Um, do I go to college? And at the time, we or still, like, we need the money. And yeah. we're like, you know what, you know, let's take the money, help my parents out. Right. And just kind of start from there. Um, it was a little tough decision, but... You know, I'm happy with that decision. And and I totally understand that. I Do you have, are there regrets, though, about not having had that opportunity to be in, in a university setting? Um, Actually, uh, now that I'm older a bit, like at the time, 16, 17, I didn't really think about it at all. Yeah. Like, I love doing what I'm doing, which yeah. I still do, obviously. But now that I'm older, like 19, 20 years old, and yeah. now my friends are in college and right. stuff, I'm like, hmm, like it does look fun. And yeah. sometimes, too, like on my lower days <laughs> where sure. I'm not feeling the best. I'm like, hmm, yeah, I wish I maybe went to college. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, I'm happy with the decision that I made. It's one of those things where I think, um, I, like everybody always says no regrets and, and, and all of that. But I like, I think it's natural to just have like, oh, for sure. yeah, it would have been, yeah, yeah. that would have been, but this is the way my, my life kind of went. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's okay to have that regret about it. But for I think sure, it's yeah. a matter though for you. And and I think I've, from the, the times I've interacted with you, you seem to have done a good job. Like you've, you've got a new girlfriend. I, I know you were dating somebody a right, year right, ago right. as well. When yeah. we were t- and it's just like you, it seems like you're trying to find that balance of being a 20 year old, having somewhat of a quote unquote normal life while also finding this balance yeah. with sport. Is no, that right? it helps so much having the balance. Um, for me, that's the one thing Djokovic told me mm-hmm. a few years ago at US Open. 
just having that balance, like keeping your buckets filled, like each kind of bucket, like family, lifestyle, <laughs> off yeah. the court, on court, all kinds of things. And yeah. I really took that and like thought about it. And for me, that's what really helps me too. Like every tournament, pretty much, maybe besides Carrie <laughs> a few <laughs> weeks ago, because I was <laughs> alone. But usually every tournament I do well in or play well, I'm in a good mindset and I have my family or friends or yes. brother there. And that really helps me. And now I have that I'm older too. I have some friends that I'm very close with off the court they don't even play tennis mm. and it's just it's just so nice having people like that you know yeah not always just tennis 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 my whole life yeah because i if, if i remember correct and tell me if i'm wrong on this but mm. i think was carry the first tournament you won uh professionally outside of california outside of california i won a future in austin okay yeah okay i was trying like okay. i, I kind of remember yeah. that like from tiburon like i just right. remember just like yeah he's done so well in california mm -hmm. it was just kind of like that was one of the things i remembered from a year ago was just right. like so much success in california how do we take that to the rest how how are you balancing that so that you do have that that family you know the buckets you just talked about that mm -hmm. you have that when you are in Cary, north carolina or you know, yeah. or here in Fairfield. Obviously, I can't have everyone with me every week. Yeah. I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think just, you know, FaceTiming them, calling, and just, you know, keeping a routine, too, that really helps me. Yeah. Um, superstitious. So, I, like, you know, if I keep winning, going to the same restaurants yes. and whoever I'm calling, if it's my older brother, younger brother, girlfriend, <laughs> parents, like you just keep <laughs> at doing the same it. time. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Totally, I get it. In Tiburon last <laughs> week, I, I ate French toast for breakfast eight days in a row. <laughs> dude, dude, that French toast was good though. It was good. It, it was, was really it was <laughs> so good. You had it too. So I'm like, I'm actually the real gluten intolerant. Okay. Uh, and like, yeah, they were making special gluten-free mm -hmm. French toast for me every morning. Yeah. Ooh, it's so good. Yeah. I, I love know. it. Obviously. <laughs> um, okay, so you're trying to find that balance. Um, Novak, you mentioned it. That that opportunity that you had, not something that a lot of young players, 16, 17 years of age, get that opportunity to do so. And I wanted to kind of get to this in that it seems like you have a lot of incredibly good connections. Steve Weissman uh, you know, posted about you yesterday after you won that title. Rick, obviously, what right. he's, you know, the, these are really important people in the sport of tennis, and I'm just wondering how those connections have kind of come about for you over the last couple of years, and, uh, and Novak as well. Yeah, no, it definitely helps having the right people in your circle. Um, with me, like, I'm nice to everyone. Yeah. Obviously, I'm yes. very humble, but yes. I'm pretty picky who I like to have around in my circle, and um, it's a small circle. Yeah. I feel like it's better to have a smaller circle than have a Agreed. all kinds of people like in your corner. Yes. So it definitely helps having Rick, Steve, um, some people off the court that I'm very close with, um, family, friends, um, my coaches, everyone. It just helps a lot. I think, but it's but I'm going to go back to this because those are like – those are big name people in the sport. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how right. does how does that happen for you? Like how how'd you meet St Steve? How'd you meet Rick? So that these guys who are incredibly well known, how are they just that part of that inner circle for you? Right. Now Rick actually, um, his father used to be my primary doctor <laughs> when oh, I was wow. like okay. much younger. Yeah. So yeah, I've known Rick my whole life and okay. we're very close. Yeah. And I met Steve, I believe I could be wrong, but at Indian Wells when I was younger, yeah. at 15, the first time I practiced with Roger, actually. Okay. He was there. That's when I met Steve. Yeah. Um, Roger also, he's a great guy. <laughs> um, Novak, too. We practiced a few times in New York. Yes. Um, it's just so 
nice having these people and obviously I don't talk to Novak every day or right. Roger, but <laughs> I try to take as much as I can from these people. Yeah. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. I want to talk a little bit about your play style. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I know I've said it on air. Um, almost everybody you play says the same thing. Just this incredible ball striking ability. And it is, I, I said it to you yesterday, like you are the tennis purist's favorite, man. Like just, just how well you just strike the ball so clean. It just is, is beautiful to watch. Where did that come from? How did you develop this style, um, especially kind of going in a different route um, in your junior career? Mm-hmm. I think that came with when I was much younger, like when, when I started from like two to eight years old, 10 years old, I would rally so much like up the middle and my old coach and he's still a family member, Matt Hanlon, mm-hmm. um, he's my younger brother's godfather. He would just feed me balls on the rise and I would yeah. have to pick them up. Um, and like hit them and I would have to make like 10, 20 in a row before I get a drink, stuff like okay, that. And yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah. And so that really helped me. And I think a lot of just repetition and some hand-eye coordination too, like off yeah, the sure. court. I, I even think baseball helped a lot playing. Yes. Um, yeah. I think it really came though from a young age. It's not like it started at 15 to 20 now. Like it, it all happened much younger. Yeah. Do you, do you have an appreciation for, for it of your style or is it just kind of like, this is just who I am. Do you, do you, I don't know if that I uh, no, heard that I, right, but like mm-hmm. the appreciation for how you play, I, I think, as I said, tennis purists love it. Do you have that same appreciation? No, I do for sure. Um, I give a lot of credit to my father and Matt and all my coaches. Yeah. But, um, you know, the more I play at the top level, top 10, top 20 guys, like, you know, it's all the same. Like their hand-eye coordination too is yeah, unbelievable. Right. But no, I'm very, you know, I appreciate it. And like, I, you know, find myself in a good when I'm playing well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, fun it, it feels good. It good. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I need to know that. Um, but what's, what's kind of that next step? I mean, I, you obviously had Dean with you last week. I know Nanks has obviously been involved right. for a long period of time, Ryan Williams as well. What's kind of that next step? Because you're, you're right, 170 at the age of 20. Uh, it's kind of unusual because we've seen you for the last four years, so you kind of <laughs> feel like a veteran, but you're only 20. Right. Where are these next steps for you um, in terms of the professional side of, of, all right, let's get you to top 100 and then move from there? Yeah, no, it does feel like I've been doing this for a <laughs> while. Um, but yeah, I just remember I'm still younger. Yes. And I do think, though, like, um, even though I've been doing this for four or five years now, like, I would say last year was my first full year, like, okay. doing the full circuit, challenger yeah. circuit. 
and even this year, like it was the, my first time going to Europe, okay. so that was all still new. So maybe this yeah. year is like kind of like my first full <laughs> year, too, getting out of the country. Yeah. Um, but no, I think the next steps forward is uh, just my like keep working hard in the gym, uh, getting stronger. That's a big thing for me. Yeah. Especially with my game style, I have to be strong in my legs. Uh, keep grinding, yeah. moving. Um, I would say some more off the court stuff mentally okay. too. Yeah. Um, obviously, I need to get better on the court with a few things. Um, but I would say more off the court in the gym and mentally. Yeah, Ryan mentioned to me. I know when we talked last year about that idea of of increasing the emotional output mm-hmm. in in a positive sense. Because I I I've even said this on the broadcast, and I'm sure you've heard it and yeah. roll your eyes every time <laughs> I say it. But like your ability to have this even keel is phenomenal like it's just one of those things i like i can't um, i can't fathom it because of my crazy brain but like also getting that encouragement like come on those commands and little things like they they actually do mean something how do you maintain that mental i don't know zen whatever you might want to call it that mental zen but also try to increase that idea of like when you need a push you're able to give yourself that push right no i think it comes from off the court just because i'm a humble guy quiet guy you are yeah and that leads into on the court i'm not one of those guys that yells come on or anything yeah. which i still you know need to work on it a bit just to get myself fired up a little bit more yeah but uh you know throw a few fist bumps <laughs> to my coach or whoever yeah. but um yeah, it's just kind of who I am, and it's definitely something I need to work on, for sure, because I think it helps um, even not get too angry, but yeah. show a little frustration, like something, say something. Yeah. But in my head, um, I'm definitely feeling the emotions and yeah. all of it. If it's the crowd cheering or, like, the uh, score line or whatever, like, I'm I'm definitely feeling it. I just don't express it yeah. <laughs> too much. I, I, it's funny because you, you and I, I remember talking last year, and I know you were uh, at the time. You, you're you're a relatively shy, quiet guy, and I remember you were kind of hesitant to to talk. And and you asked me how you did afterwards. I'm like, you're great. Like <laughs> I like I don't like when you're just having an interpersonal community. It's totally normal. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because of the fact that I think there's obviously once you get to a certain level, there's a ton of different pressures that that come along with it. All of the media obligations right. and all, all of the sponsorship deals. Have you thought about how your life will change once you get to, let's say, 50 in the world? I mean, I thought about it a little bit more when I was younger. And I think, you know, um, having too much pressure on myself or saying, like, you know, I'm going to be top 50. Like, yeah. it could be stressful, like yeah. especially playing too. So now, even though I'm still 20, like, I just try to take it day by day now. And yeah. even with the win in Tiburon or any tournament, just, like, try to focus now on the next week yeah. and just try to stay present and more locked in compared yeah. to like on oh, top 160, 170 now. Like yeah. I, I gotta be, I have to do, <laughs> I, I have to win this tournament to be here. Right, like, right, right. I don't know. I think that just comes with maturity too. Yes. I, I just, I, I remember, you know, we talked about Ben Shelton yesterday, right? The, right. You know, like a year ago here and then like all of a sudden Australia happens and there's just this media swarm on him. And I, I remember mm-hmm. it was just like this overwhelming kind of a thing. Ben handled it very well. And I think that's a really difficult task um, for any young person to handle all of a sudden kind of going from these tournaments to all of a sudden, right? you know, the big deal. How did the U.S. Open experience that first one against Paolo? How did, in terms of the off-court stuff, 
how did that help you prepare for what's potentially going to happen in the next few years? Yeah, it definitely helped me at that young age to with all the media stuff. And I did interviews for ESPN and all yeah. kinds of stuff, like live stuff, too, that I've never done, yeah. <laughs> which I was pretty tight, pretty nervous. Yeah. But I think all of that just helps for when I'm older. Okay. Yeah. All right. So as I'm letting you go here, um, Fairfield, what's the what's going to be the meal of choice? Or have you settled in on anything I don't yet? Know I mean, yet. Chipotle last night, standard, nice, yeah. easy. You can count on it. It's the same thing. It's kind of like <laughs> Starbucks. Can you, right. you know what you're going to get. I got Starbucks get. this morning. Yeah, same. It might be a Starbucks every morning or uh, <laughs> Chipotle for lunch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roger, Rafa, Novak. Roger. Why? You're just so nice, and I've practiced with him many times, like eight or nine times, and... Um, he's just such a nice, humble guy. And uh, I would say I'm kind of like him a bit, very humble, relaxed, yeah. and even on the court too, like kind of chill way. And I, I like that a lot about him. If you uh, were in control of the Challenger Tour, okay, what what are the two or three things you would most want to bring to the Tour to help make it more successful on a global scale? Well, in Kerry, it was the first time I saw it. They had the automatic line calls with the challenges. You could, like, challenge it. And I was like, wow, I'm playing, like, an ATP event <laughs> almost. Like, it was nice. And yeah. there was no mess-ups, and I, li- I like that a lot. Okay. Um, What else? Um, probably more probably more tournaments in the States, Okay. I feel like. There's just so many in Europe and Italy. Yeah. And Actually, more in California too. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that there's. I'm not gonna argue with. There's like Tiburon and Fairfield, but like yeah. I would love to have some in LA or <laughs> SoCal. There isn't a challenger in Southern California. In right. It, it still shocks me. It's crazy. Like they should have. There's so many different places you could play them. Right. At. And like the fans, I feel like would love that too. Yeah. And you know, it's my hometown too. Like yeah, it'd be right. so convenient. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like it would uh, to tie it in with the San Diego event, like. That would be amazing. Are you kidding? Right. Like Calabasas, I know. I like everybody has talked about the Calabasas 25K. Yeah, I played that when I was younger. Like yeah, yeah. that would be an amazing tournament. You would think to just kind of incorporate sure. it to a higher level. It was right? a bummer when San Diego, the ATP, got canceled. Yes, I, I love that. I played that two years. I was just driving five minutes <laughs> to amazing to play. So yeah, I would say those two things. All right. Yeah. Music right before a match. I love EDM. Okay. So Fred again, Kygo. Um, I love any type of EDM. Okay. And then yeah. lastly, um, I, I know you've talked about this before and we just kind of hit on it. Um, Southern California, I mean, so many incredible players that have come out of there over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. What is it? What what has made that happen? Taylor, Brandon, you, Brandon Holt. I, yeah, right. just so many incredible talents and, and all seem to have that kind of cool, casual demeanor as well. I just feel like we push each other. We practice at the same place. Um, not so much Brandon Akashima too much, but I'll still practice with him in San Diego. Yeah, we're right. good friends. And I don't know, just one of those things about SoCal. I, we're all really chill. Yeah. <laughs> with Brandon, uh, Taylor, everyone just who's, who's from there. It's just chill. And um, I think the weather helps too because <laughs> it's like 70, 80 every day. And like, yeah, let's go practice. Yeah. Maybe compared to like hot days in Florida yeah. or wherever. We're like, oh, it's so hot. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. What's your favorite tournament? Have I, I don't know. I don't know. That favorite I know that. tournament? Yeah. I mean, I give love. Me, give me an ATP and give me a, a challenger. Challenger, I'm going to have to go with Tibron. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, simple. <laughs> two, two titles. ATP, I love US Open. 
I love New York. I love the atmosphere. I love the fans there. I love it all. Um, I really liked Wimbledon too, even yeah. though I I played first time qualies. Roehampton is this different. year. Yeah. It is different, yeah. but I did get the chance to go on site. Yeah. To the main Wimbledon, and it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I need to get back there. Yeah. Zach, I I find you. I, I'm I'm not just saying. I tr- find you truly fascinating. <laughs> um, I I I enjoy watching your game so much. I also really appreciate somebody who is quiet, humble, does their work. Um, and I, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I think so many people are just absolutely, we have so much focus on the external things, making sure there's videos and highlights for TikTok and what have you. <laughs> I'm a tennis purist. I enjoy somebody who just really loves their craft. That's why I've really enjoyed um, getting to watch you over the last couple of years. I'm really excited to get to watch you grow because I think it's going to be it provides such a great contrast to all of those highlight time things to have somebody who is just loves playing, loves the purity of the sport. And I just want you to know that there's a lot of respect for that on my side. So I hope that that shines through and yeah, just keep doing what you're yes, doing. Yes, it does. Thank you so much, Mike. All right. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't join us on social media at Noah Rubin 33 at Mike C tennis and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.